Welcome to another episode of the Comedy Mom Podcast. I am Katie Ipok, your Comedy Mom. And if I sound a little different, it's because I am recording from a venue today. So I'm recording from my phone. I got here early before the practice mic we run. Um, I don't know whether I've talked about the difference between a practice mic and an open mic. Uh, but we can cover that real quick because I don't think what I have planned is going to last that long. <laughs> so I don't know if practice mics are a thing, but I have made it a thing for my scene. So a practice mic is an invite only mic that has the same expectations as an open mic, but is not actually open to anyone. So where the open mic I run, anybody in the world can sign up and do five minutes. The practice mic is invite only. So why do I do this? I do it because, um, God, I didn't plan on talking about this, so I don't know how honest I want to be. So the practice mic is specifically for comedians who locally, who have been passed, but need practice time, where the open mic is for anybody. Um, practice mics eventually, once the world gets open again, will actually be more um, publicized and advertised than the open mic because it's all the performers that have proven that even in an open mic situation, they are at least somewhat funny. It also kind of is our hangout where open mic is kind of the free for all. So I am waiting for the practice mic. And I did not get recordings done yet, so I figured I would do it now. And this week I wanted to talk about the privilege of vulnerability. And I know that sounds weird. I know this whole topic is going to be weird. I will be really honest. I was watching both of Brene Brown's TED Talks. You should go watch them. Uh, they were assigned to me by my therapist, if you must know. <laughs> and she talks all about vulnerability and shame. And so on my drive to the venue, I was thinking about how... As comics, the, this is the place that we should be writing from right now. We should be writing from our vulnerability. And in some ways, we should be writing from our shame. So I kind of want to talk about that. So first of all, being vulnerable gives the audience relatable stories. So, you know, when I talk about being vulnerable, I don't know if you can hear that. It's a big, like, Corvette outside. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to think about material. So a lot of my material comes from a vulnerable take place. I talk about being a plus size woman. I talk about the health issues I've been having. I talk about having a son with special needs and like all of these really vulnerable and honest things. And it gives audiences relatable stories. Like either the audience has been in your shoes or they know somebody who has been your in their shoes, right? And people find vulnerability powerful and brave, right? So when they see somebody doing it in a funny, humorous way or not, if they see someone truly being vulnerable, like I talk about all the time, cracking open your chest and showing the audience your wounds, like the audience is going to think you brave and they're going to think you powerful and you're going to be able to get the audience's trust. And the more trust you have with an audience, the farther they're going to let you take them. So if you want to be one of those super edgy comics, which I never recommend, um, before you can do super edgy stuff, which ugh, I'm going down another road here, I'm going to ask you to look at your ed edgy stuff and ask yourself whether it's funny because it's funny 
or you think people are going to laugh because it's edgy. If you think the only reason why people are laughing is because it's edgy, you need to cut that material or never show up at my mic again. (laughs) Um, So anyway, but if you're doing that kind of boundary pushing material, you need the audience's trust first. So the more vulnerable you can be before that, the more you can take them down roads. I have said things on stage to some audiences that had I not gained their trust, they would have rebelled on you, rebelled on me. But since I get the audience's trust first, right? They, they know I'm not a douchebag. They know I'm not an asshole. And that's what I see time and time again. Comedians that get an audience's trust is then able to say things that, you know, other comedians might not be able to get away with. So um, audiences also want authenticity right now. And what is honestly more authentic than showing your vulnerabilities? Right. Writing from that deep, dark place. I know one of the pieces of advice I got really early on in my, dare I say, comedy career um, was that thing that I'm really scared about, that thing that's really dark, that thing that really hurts. That's what I should try to write about. And although that's not really great advice, I think that's how you end up with a lot of therapy comics or, you know, what I call um masturbatory comics, comics that just go on stage for their own whatever, right? And they're not actually paying attention to whether an audience is enjoying themselves or not. Um, I do think that it's, it's also decent advice if you can make it funny. You know, a perfect example of this is the opener that I have where I talk about being the product of a vasectomy. Um, that actually comes from a really kind of dark struggle in my life. And, you know, to be able to kind of make that funny and like, no matter how I deliver that line, audiences can see there's a twinge to it and they know right away, especially it's like an opener. Like I'm just quick to just open up my chest and show them my heart and gain their trust. And I can take them almost anywhere after that, you know, so audiences want authenticity and there's nothing more authentic than showing your vulnerabilities. And I think the best thing about as comedians being vulnerable, and the reason why I'm calling this the privilege of vulnerability is as comics, we have the best cover for vulnerability, right? Like, I don't think people truly understand this. Audiences are going to write off whatever you say as a joke. I realized this about a year ago. Uh, Those of you who are in the local scene know that my husband and I kind of experimented with having an open marriage. And um, I talked about it on stage. And most people thought we were joking. I was being incredibly honest about what was going on and people just thought I was joking. And the other side of that, if there was anybody that found out about that material that I didn't want to know it was true, I could just tell them I was joking. Is that a little shady? Maybe. But as comedians, we have the best cover for vulnerability in the world. It is probably the one place that you can rip open your chest and show people your heart and like people are just going to think you're joking, right? It gives you the best cover to do that. I don't think people really understand how freeing it is that people are both trusting you (laughs) and at the same time when they walk back out their door are just going to think you are funny. And yeah, so like there is a privilege in being vulnerable for us. There is all pros and very little cons, right? And I guess... You know, there might be, you might be listening to this and thinking like, 
I don't want to be vulnerable. That's scary. Um, you should be working through that as a comic in general anyway, right? So there shouldn't be any extra fear in being vulnerable like this. And the pros are extensive, right? You gain the audience's trust. They get more relatable with you. Um, they're able to see that you're authentic and you're using that cover for good. And the one thing I think of is I think back to, and I believe it was the interview with Ed Hill for the New Year's New Jokes uh, seminar we did, where, if it wasn't Ed, I'm going to feel so bad, uh, where they talked about the fact that we have people's attention for a certain amount of time, you know, whether it's five minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, an hour, you don't want to be wasting their time and talking about drivel, talking about shit that doesn't matter. But if you're using that time to talk about your vulnerability, if you're using that time to talk about your darkness and at the same time shining a light at it and finding the humor and getting other people to see the humor in their darkness, then you're not wasting their time, right? You're actually being what George Carlin thought comedians were, and that was the modern-day philosophers. Um, I had another thought, and now it went away. Um, but yeah, you know, audiences want more than airplane jokes. And I think right now, especially with everything that's going on and the amount of discomfort, I don't know if audiences really want to hear that much about politics anymore. I don't know if audiences really want to hear our take on like the super, you know, issues of the time. But I do think audiences want to hear about us. And vulnerability is a great way to do that. So you go. The privilege we have to be vulnerable. Uh, as always, guys, take your vitamins, take good care of yourselves, and don't be a dick on stage.